Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Here's Trey. All right, Trey, I'll start you off with a question from the Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. Karen, she said, I think I heard the Saracen spokesperson say that the bets could be placed on basketball games during the game, which is true. It's called flash betting. But her question is, uh, my question is, can bets be made after the game is finished? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that would be nice, I guess. I get the drift they here. They don't come out with the betting lines until like uh like 24 hours before or something like that. Arkansas is out. The the Arkansas Ole Miss game is, is out. out, yeah. Okay. Five and a half. Ole Miss favorite 152 and a half uh over under. Arkansas is five and a half. No, nope. five and a half. They're a dog. Five and a half point dog. Yeah, plus five and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, I, it would be hard for me not to take put a lot. Of I'm with you. Miss. I mean, Arkansas has lost eight out of the ten halves of basketball that they've played. The only one they, I, I guess, they tied Georgia, and they won the first half against Texas A&M. Every other half has been a loss uh, in the in the SEC play. Uh, so. Eight one and one in halves of basketball. They've lost by double digits um, in all of them except for the Texas A&M game, which they won. And they got you know they got outplayed in the second half until the final seven point eight seconds, I guess, after that three pointer. That would have come down probably whoever had the ball last. So uh, yeah, it would be hard for me not to put some money on Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a really good three point shooting team. Arkansas is a really bad three-point shooting defense. And, um, you know, whatever for whatever reason, it seems like whatever a team does bad, uh, Arkansas uh, seems to make them look great at it. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss isn't a great rebounding team, so I would expect them to probably have a pretty good night on the boards. <laughs> <laughs> That's logical, isn't it? That's how it's felt this year. Yeah. Yeah, I've I I go with SEC games only at this at this point in time, Trey. When you start getting into uh, crunching of the numbers, yeah. uh, I was looking at uh, scoring offense as an example. Arkansas's thirteenth at sixty-five points a game. Ole Miss is number eight, seventy-five points a game. So if you just went with that, that's almost nine and a half. Points mm-hmm. difference right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I could just go on and on with different numbers. And but Ole Miss may be giving up more points a game than Arkansas scoring. So you got to look at that too. All yeah. right, scoring defense. In Ole Miss play maybe. Yeah. Ole Miss at number ten, eighty point four. Arkansas at number eleven, eighty point six. Right, mm-hmm. but the point is they're allowing over eighty points a game. Yeah. Arkansas scoring sixty six. Well, maybe tonight Arkansas will. Do what Ole Miss has done. They'll get 80, and maybe mm-hmm. Ole Miss will get their 70 something, and Arkansas will win. You never know. You just yeah. don't know. You don't know. Somebody, somebody is basketball. not going to hit their average. 
Sure. You know, Morrell and Flanagan, there's that name again, right? Yep. Um, those guys didn't have very good games um, last time out, and Ole Miss has lost two in a row, obviously. But uh, if you go back and look at their history, they have not had back – neither of them have had back-to-back bad games. <laughs> so every time they've had – you know, and it's just happened a few times for both of them where they've been like under double figures. Uh, but they usually come back with like 20-plus. So um, – both those guys coming off of, I think they were like eight and nine points or something in the last one. So, um, and you know, obviously Flanagan's from Little Rock, so there's that angle, which those guys always seem to play well against Arkansas. Isn't he like a seventh or eighth or ninth year senior? They just keep keep making Flanagan's, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they do, don't they? <laughs> Gosh, yeah. it's uh, it's it's year in year out. It seems like. Uh, this kind of ties in. Uh, we've talked about this, Trey, uh, a little bit yesterday, but we'll uh, put this one out there. From our Gangster Museum of America Life in Feedback, Bobby says, Kentucky at Fayetteville for game day. This game will be a great embarrassment to our fans. Wouldn't it be wise to ask ESPN for a rain check and avoid getting whipped <laughs> like a red-headed stepchild on a yeah. natural stage? I hope that didn't happen anymore to red-headed stepchildren that they get whipped like that. But anyway, well, yeah, Kentucky. What is Kentucky six right now? Yeah, somewhere in there. Kentucky. Hey, the, it's the type of game Arkansas will play well in. This is the you can play bad exactly. all year, and then all of a sudden you're playing Kentucky. It's okay. Everybody get ready. It's Kentucky. I was it's about like to Duke, make that right? same point. Yeah. yeah, I mean they played. I mean, look how well they – it's amazing this is the same team that played Duke, the same yeah. team that played Purdue. And I know that yeah. was an exhibition, but it still it was – that was a big game. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, guys, they played UNC pretty close until the last five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were – Right. I mean, not, they were hanging around anyway. They were hanging same around. Same thing with Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, same deal. And uh, – but, man, it is just – it's not that now. I don't – but these are the, it's the same guys out there. It's just it's weird how this has happened because you know you feel like they they have the potential. It's just it's not coming together, and it, you know I don't know if that's internal issues or or what's going on. But this team is not has not gelled yet, and that's not to say they won't at some point. It's, the question is if they do come together and they do start to figure things out and they figure things out defensively and you know one of those teams that just kind of hunker down on defense. Uh, is it going to be too late? That's another question, because it's they're not they're not going to pause conference play. You know, you're still going to play two games every week. You know, Trey, we hear this so often. Got to get off to a good start. Got to get off to a good start. The only good start uh, that Arkansas's had so far, they did win that game by a point, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Texas A&M. This might be the case that. I think by the first media timeout, or maybe you could say even the first forced timeout by either team saying, whew, we got to stop the bleeding. Timeout real quick. This, well, like, okay. You're saying the first, by the first media timeout, we're gonna, the game's going to be decided already? Don't you think? In that, in that well, how, in that how that. this team has performed, Rick? Well, there's a chance it could be. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, I'm okay. I'm playing the percentages the very highly. Then, <laughs> wow, 
there's a chance we could see how this game is going to is, is going to go pretty early. There, absolutely, I would I would maybe I would maybe say the sec, let's say the the 12 minute timeout. Then we'll know. Oh, give it another four <laughs> minutes. Wow, <laughs> you're trying to help Rick, uh, trying to help Rick out now. Oh my I'm just I'm not even coming all the way towards Rick. I'm not even meeting oh. him in the middle here, Randy. I'm still Good. on your side. With 32 minutes to go, with the game's mm-hmm. already decided. Oh These gosh. guys have proven it. They get oh. 8, 10, 12 points behind, the game's over. Well, that has been the case. That has been the case. That has been the case. And not once, but twice. Auburn and then uh, who was the other one? South Carolina. How often can it be said they led from start to to finish, yeah. and there was not a lead change, right. nor was there a tie. Because it gets to be double digits too fast. Yeah. Then Arkansas can't come back. Unless you want to say, well, they were tied nothing, nothing, zero, zero. <laughs> the Auburn game was close until, until like, the end of the first half, right at the end, and then Arkansas mm-hmm. just never even – I mean, saying never recovered is – I don't. Even, I don't know what you call what happened. Well, there was that four-minute stretch, Trey. Yeah. Where Arkansas out. was trying to go in, maybe even tied up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they that balloons. They have what an eight-zero run, if I remember something like that. Did you know what that meant, Auburn? Randy? That game was not decided at the second media timeout. Well, well there's so, one. I'm glad you remembered it. If, if Trey hadn't refreshed your memory, you wouldn't have thought of that one. <laughs> South and that Carolina. is true. Thank okay. you. Think about this. South Carolina, they got within seven after trailing by digit, double digits, and then South Carolina goes 13-1. to one. Isn't that mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Yep, sure did. This was the one game, South Carolina, you could not afford to even go to the restroom because, just like you said, Rick. Are they charging now? No. I'm oh. thinking they're charging at my house, particularly if Arkansas is behind. Wow. But <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I can risk going to the bathroom now. Honey, okay. here's my quarter for going to the bathroom. <laughs> I come back, and all of a sudden, South Carolina's got the lead back out to 19. Yeah. And yeah. just think if I had to take a lengthy bathroom break. They might have been behind 38 by the time I got back. Yeah, I don't like taking bathroom breaks at Bud Walton. Well, not during the game, you know, I've well, during even d- during a break, there's just it's too much, it's too crowded. Yeah, you know, there's no partition. You're like shoulder to shoulder with somebody, and then there's <laughs> you can feel the pressure of the person right behind you wow. waiting for you to hurry up, just like just clicking his fingers, waiting for you to go. You know, it's we, just it's too much. Another drink, drink of coke before you went in, right? <laughs> and Rick, people, you think you think I get? You think I I say too much? Good gracious. Oh <laughs> there God. was little to no imagination what yeah, Trey was describing. Was. I mean, I have been there done. <laughs> just, <laughs> this is the first time I think we've gone down this road on drive Probably so. Uh, especially, we have had, we've have had vasectomy talks. I don't think we've ever gone. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, okay, here it comes right. from the live fan feedback. <laughs> that bus fast, line. It comes fast, doesn't it? <laughs> Man, you guys are wasting Trey's time. But that kind of... <laughs> Trey's the one that brought it up. Trey brought it up. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> well, you're definitely going to discourage people at Bud Walton Arena from yeah. using the uh, commercial breaks to <laughs> Well, I will agree with him on the media 
you've been there. You know what we're talking. The media, that's a cracker box to begin with. I didn't. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's get back here on track somehow, some way. Um, where did I see that one a moment ago? There was. Uh, there it is. Okay. From our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Uh, he wants Trey. He wants to know. Jeff wants to know from Monticello from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. How about the tight end for Miami? Granted, a ninth year. Yeah, it's from the no. class of like 2016. 2016. Yeah. Guy must be a brain surgeon. Finishes residency yeah. by now. Okay, let's. You guys want to talk to class of 2016? Who Arkansas's class of 2016 was? Oh my gosh, I'm afraid to ask. Okay, here we go. I'm bringing it up. Twenty man, I have to scroll. <laughs> I was just think, if a guy was, if a guy went to the NFL and he's class of 2016, he'd be a three or four year veteran. McTelvin Aguim, Austin Caps, Devois Whaley. Wow. T.J. Hammonds even. Now he became Hammonds. almost a ninth year player. Yeah, he, he's uh he was in school. Yeah, I mean he. Did he have an injury issue? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he always, was, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was there a long time. He he got granted an extra year. Um, you know what's interesting is Jordan Jones was in that class, and Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they play Jordan Jones last year? I thought he played that right? or like Iowa or Iowa State. No, Missouri State. Really. Is that right? Wow. Am I remembering that correctly? If that was a couple of years ago, that'd be year seven after uh, the 2016 class. Yeah, that would have been two year years six. ago. Would have been year six. Yeah, yeah okay. Jordan Jones was there two years ago when, when Bobby Petrino, when they came here. I remember any impact. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's guys from this class that uh, that hung around. T.J. Hammonds and, and Jordan Jones, obviously. And uh, Scooter, Scooter Harris was in that class. <laughs> and this dude's still wow. playing football. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wild, huh? Yeah, I mean, you I'm get, looking down this list of some guys who didn't make it a year at Arkansas, and this guy's nine years later. This was a uh, a bonus. Uh, had me play on the bonus, the COVID go, uh, bonus year. He had the co- he had the COVID bonus year, and then uh, the guys got obviously medical hardships. I mean, once you're once you're in college, you know, you hear people say stuff all the time, like I've got some eligibility left. But once you enroll in college, whether you're playing sports or not, your clock starts mm-hmm. right that at that moment. Five years. Yep. Yep. Well, if anybody cares, three players have gone into the Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame. Adrian Beltre, everybody expected that. Joe Maurer, I think there were a lot of people surprised. I'm not. He got so, so much support. But, yeah, the guy won three batting titles. Do you yeah. know this? Only seven times in the history of baseball has a catcher won the batting title, and three of them are Joe Maurer. Yeah, so, he was good. Yeah. So he got in, and Todd Helton of the Colorado Rockies finally made it in. So those three <laughs> got in. I, I haven't seen the vote totals on the rest of them who got close, but those three are now members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um. I think didn't Helton go over three thousand hits in no. his career? I don't think so. But no. he had a career batting average of three sixteen. Yeah, he was good at Colorado. He's probably the best Colorado Rocky player ever. Yeah. And and he's been close. Really good hitter. Yeah. He, and and a good fielder. He he probably deserved it. All right, let me uh get this one in for Trey. This from um the Gangster Museum of America Life in Feedback. <clears throat> 
Uh, Kenneth says, Trey, uh, do you think there will be legit QB competition in the spring or if he thinks the Boise State transfer is the predetermined starter? Also, mm-hmm. does he think there will be a QB transfer after spring? After spring? I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, we've seen it before. DeAndre Coley, not DeAndre Coley, Lucas Coley. Mm-hmm. Lucas Coley transferred during the spring uh, a couple couple few years ago. Um, so, yeah, it, it happens. I mean, if you're a quarterback on the collegiate level and you don't win the starting job, you at some point are going to transfer. I mean, I'm not saying it's like right now, but I'm saying at some point you're going to transfer. Uh, I do think it'll be a competition. I think they'll – you know, they'll work t- some two-spotting and stuff like that that they've done on, on both fields. They'll have enough players to be able to do that. And uh, I, w- I would think that, you know, Criswell and Taylor Green are probably going to start off 1-2. I would assume that it'll be Criswell starting out number one just based on Pittman's, you know, what he's kind of learned over the years about, you know, just throwing a guy who's a transfer right in the starting lineup, you know, um, not always well-received from the current players. So I would assume that Criswell will start off number one and Green will either start off number two or somewhere, you know, maybe number, maybe even number three behind uh, Malachi Singleton um, to start things out. And that's just kind of how, you know, coaches have done in the past with transfers. So it'll be probably one of those two guys. Malachi's probably a dark horse. You know, Singleton was a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a pretty well-regarded recruit. He was an Elite 11 finalist. Uh, I remember Andrew Armstrong after he ran – 22 miles an hour we were talking to him about singleton and uh he said one day he thinks that he'll be a 22 mile an hour guy uh, he's that fast and also pretty stocky 6'1 228 singleton could be a guy that you know eventually is the guy at arkansas and uh so and he's got a really good arm too so and kj jackson coming in too uh, you know it's pretty rare that a true freshman will start You'd have to go back to – would you have to go back to Mustang for a true yes. freshman starter? Yes. I believe so. And he didn't start the first game, but he but He didn't he start out of the gate. Right. Casey mm-hmm. Dick was a true freshman starter. That came in the last quarter or so of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there haven't been many in recent memory that have started as, as true freshmen. Uh, Jackson's got a lot of tools. He led his team to a state championship in 3A at uh, St. James, I believe, St. James School in Montgomery uh, as a junior. And then last year, I think they went semifinals. But, you know, he was a also – K.J. Jackson was a power forward on his basketball team, and they went to, I believe, semifinals of their state playoff for the first time maybe ever or 15 years. He did, they did something – he was yeah. first baseman too. He did something yeah. in baseball that they hadn't Good done in gracious. like 15 years wow. and something in basketball they hadn't done ever. Uh, you know, so he, he's got a pretty solid resume, and he can run too. Uh, and then, you know, of course, Criswell uh, has backed up some pretty good quarterbacks in his time, Drake May, um, before he transferred over to uh, Sam Howell also <laughs> over at North Carolina. And, you know, played – you know, he was sacked four times – four. I think he was sacked five times total, and he was sacked four times in that Missouri game and uh, didn't have a lot of – but, you know, we saw him break off a 60-yard run. Was that Auburn where he broke off 60-yard run? Yes. Yeah. So, he's. I mean, he's got some wheels. Taylor Green reminds me a lot of Matt Jones – I know that he's a verified – this goes back to, like, 2019. I think he was heading into his junior season. But he ran a verified 4 6 40-yard dash at uh, one of the Nike opening camps. 
Uh, so he's got some wheels. He's got, you know, his mechanics are a little low. It almost looks like a sidearm type of mechanic. Um, but, you know, again, for the struggles that Taylor Green had at times last year, you know, he was benched in the middle of the season. They went to a two-quarterback system. And then the last three games, he was the starter and, you know, obviously won Mountain West uh, championship game MVP. I think he had accounted for four touchdowns in that game. But, you know, the year before, as a true freshman, he was the Mountain West freshman of the year. Or not a true freshman, he was a redshirt freshman. But he was Mountain West freshman of the year. They went 10-4, and four, uh, went to the championship game in their conference. So, I mean, he's he's played a lot of football. I, you know, when we talk about quarterback, are they going to be better than they were last year? I, I, the main thing I look at is uh, the quarterback coach. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to say that – because, you know, K.J. played – well in 2022 and 2021 last year didn't have that great great a year obviously and so you know i would think that they're going to be better at quarterback with an improved offensive line and basically all the receivers that he had last year and a healthy luke ass all right dre we're out of time uh tomorrow i'd like for you to talk as much as you can about the offense of bobby Mm -hmm. petrino i've ordered the book I haven't gotten it in yet. It says March 4th for it to be delivered. Back in a moment.